My name is Brendan Bigley. Hi, my name is Andrew Caproti. Uh, welcome to No <laughs> Script at All. It's a show. Good. <laughs> Good. I had no idea what we were doing. Wow. Welcome to the end of part three. It's over. Andrea. Yeah, it's over. Uh, holy shit, right? What, what a fucking end. What the fuck? Yeah. Part three, episode eight, a kiss in the moment. Yeah, Finally, yeah. we get to see Tokui and you <laughs> kiss live on the panel. It was the best. We've been shipping it forever. It was so it was like it was like surprisingly erotic. Yeah, it was surprising. Well, is it really surprising after it's this true. season? That the whole panel true. really ratcheted up the the kink yeah. this season. Yeah, Yama started crying. It was incredible. It was actually like the most beautiful thing I've seen in Aloha State. Now I'm just glad that we have another member of Smooch Squad. Mm-hmm. Another member of Smooch Squad. Um, mm-hmm. hey, in reality, uh, I <laughs> decided to watch this episode on the train to work today. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, bad move. Bad oh, buddy. Move. Bad move. Wish I had been warned by anyone. Here's the thing. Saw a lot of tweets when part three came out and, and the rest of the world was binging it. Uh, and, and I, who uh, generally tend to look through the Terrace House hashtag pretty frequently, mm-hmm. uh, saw a lot of vague tweets just about how crazy the ending was. I did not take any of that into consideration when I decided to watch the episode on the train to work this morning. Had a full on meltdown like six <laughs> different times where i had to back out of the netflix app and just look out of the train window <laughs> as the slums of new jersey uh flew by just to like get a grip and then uh and then back into the netflix app and then continue watching the show i mean goddamn like almost everything that could happen in this episode happens it's i wild. know it was we were talking about this a bit before we started recording that was like it's like they heard that like nothing really happened the past like three episodes except yeah. for like the worst state I've ever witnessed in my entire fucking life. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? We have to give them what they want. Let's give let's give them a 30 minutes of just the complete most batshit crazy stuff. Like the past couple episodes have been like 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Like they've mm-hmm. been like kind of pushing it lengthwise. This episode tight 30 also everything that could happen does happen it's like every every possibility uh everything in the possibility space happens all at once hey worth noting before we get into it first of all the facebook group still great twitter account still great uh itunes reviews we got more still great thank you everyone also worth noting before we get into the actual meat of the show is that there's the intro panel where they talk about all the stuff that happened last week we should note last week worst state ever Mm -hmm. also kentaro is back because he's been acting for the past couple episodes he is wearing the all denim look that you may have uh you may remember from uh justin timberlake and britney spears appearance at the kids choice awards the nickelodeon kids choice awards um in it's a what, beautiful that's the year 2000 i'm pretty sure it was 2000 i think it was the turn of the century fucking yeah. the beginning of the millennium with a bang the millennium the millennium did you, you wait not, did you did you say millennium yes i did say millennium okay, like the I will just, smith album millennium yeah, I, <laughs> I just had to make sure that you were referencing millennium <laughs> on our terrorist podcast it's good holy shit all right, so let's talk about the episode, because holy shit. Holy shit. It opens up. It's late at night. I do like this late at night, Nikki and Guy hanging out. It's One motif. Piece time. It's One, it's one, one piece, piece Time. time. <laughs> you know what? I think going forward, anytime Nikki and Guy are hanging out at night, we just say it's One Piece. It's One Piece. Actually, I just like that idea going forward. Like two people who are most definitely into each other hanging out late at night. It's One Piece, It's baby. One Piece time. Yeah, it's One Piece. <laughs> so two of them are one piece in it in the kitchen um, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds bad yep there's uh there's this great moment where 
Guy asks if Nikki wants any pineapple, and uh, she says yes, and he just reaches for it and starts eating it with his hand, and then she's like, what are you doing? Why are you eating it with your hands? I went to go get a fork. That was the moment, like, right out of the gate where I was like, these two have a thing going on, like, mm-hmm. they, they feel like a married couple, and, like, not in the shitty way that people usually mean when they say they sound like a married couple, but, like, it was, like, a cute, like, yeah, weird no, 100%. interplay. Like, my dad's been yelled at from by my mom because of this, I'm sure. So the two of them sit down and uh, start eating, and Guy asks Nikki straight up what she thought of the date, which I love, especially in contrast to everything that Taishi has ever done in his whole life. Uh, This was a great (laughs) moment. So he asks what uh, she thought of the date. She's obviously taken aback because, like, what a surprising thing to be asked on Paris House. An opinion. Yeah. Like, wow. What is my opinion? From the actual dude. Yeah. crazy she says that it was fun which is a thing that you and i talked about mm-hmm. a lot in the last episode is that she mentioned anytime anyone asked her what she thought of the date she did say it was fun in the last episode you and i landed on the side of like she's just lying straight up like she did not have a good time she just doesn't want to hurt guys feelings yeah but now that i watched this i was like maybe she actually did have fun she maybe actually it- had fun Maybe it was it wasn't a good date, but it was fun. But it was fun. It was yeah. fun because it was shitty. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I've had those dates before too. I've also had those dates before. Yeah. So she says it was fun. He's like, I know that normally you wouldn't go out and collect seashells. That's not your whole jam. And she's like, Well, collecting seashells was fun. And then takes like a like a deep breath and it's like, But building that tent, my dude. <laughs> They have this nice moment where he's like, all right, so, you know, building the tent is the thing that I would enjoy doing and you wouldn't. And like they basically or Guy, I think, in that moment kind of realizes the exact thing that the panel talked about a lot in the last episode, which is like it's a really good experience for a specific kind of person that Mm -hmm. Guy is. Nikki just doesn't fall into that. But the fact that she had fun doing everything else is is important and worth noting. Like it's just one aspect of the whole uh, marathon 10 hour date yeah, that she wasn't exactly. super into it was 10 fucking hours long right and there was like a half hour part that she wasn't super into of that 10 hours yeah i could have i could have slept for only part of that date and felt refreshed to start yes. off my my day you know that, yeah totally that's how i base everything <laughs> is how long you could have slept yeah that's it i think that's a good unit of measurement one nap's worth of date anyway, anyway. uh so <laughs> so nikki talks about how she's leaving next week and guy asks how she feels about the fact that she's leaving and she starts to kind of tear up uh she's like really sad about it and uh they have this like right like ripped from the pages of a rom-com or not even a rom like remove the com like just a straight up rom where she says i want to stay and guy looks her dead in the eyes and goes why don't you and it's like (laughs) oh it's so good uh, and she's like, that's impossible. And there's a shot of a single tear rolling down uh, Nikki's face. And uh, we we smash up to the intro. And that's the end of that scene, which like crazy. Fuck you, Netflix. What the fuck? What the I fuck want- happened afterwards? What the fuck? I know. I know. Like, I was like, oh, God, this is about to get really rough. And then it wasn't rough because well, I was seeing. Uh- yeah, I was seeing <laughs> fucking glamour shots of Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, whatever. What did you think of that scene, just in general? It was fucking crazy. What a fucking crazy way to start the episode. I yeah. thought before we started this, I was pretty sure that Nikki was just going to blow Guy off. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. which I guess means that we can't really read into anything that these people do because they're real people and not characters. But, you know, 
Yeah, well, we had that one episode where we guessed everything right, which meant that we were cursed forever to yeah. never get anything right ever again. That's fucking true. Oh, so um, I guess that Taishi's going to stay in the house, mm-hmm. and Anna's never going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Come at me, curse. So, yeah, I, I watched this uh, scene, and immediately from the pineapple moment, I was like, these two are going to get together. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cute. But then, because it was a good scene, it was really cute, and then, like, I realized, like, before a guy even said it, I was like, man, it sucks that she's gonna probably leave this episode, because that's what I was thinking, that she was gonna leave this episode. Yeah, yeah, right. And then it ends up being next week, and I was like, oh, that's somehow worse. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it specifically sucks that we have to wait until next week, or not even next week, until... Not even next week. Next month, it's, so we're recording this, it's uh, Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017, as it far as we know, part days. three doesn't mm-hmm. come out, I mean, part four doesn't come out until like end of september yeah it's well they haven't even announced it yet um yeah, which technically around, it hasn't been announced but yeah guessing i think i think the reason why i think the reason why it hasn't been announced is because part four is probably the last part that they have of the show of aloha state whoa because really? it probably yeah because it probably makes it because there's like 46 weeks in a year right 52 close 52 <laughs> it was kind of close you know uh-huh. a leap year a leap year has 46 <laughs> weeks <laughs> okay <laughs> and i think i think that since it got extended they probably made like on top of that would bring us to 40 yeah okay anyway anyway that, that was a long dive that's a thanks thanks for tuning into our math podcast where two idiots try and like add math blaster math blaster <laughs> <laughs> oh it all shit. comes back around blastcast blastcast is very good actually <laughs> let's just let's just skip let's keep thing. let's keep fucking going um, after after the intro uh, Wes comes home to help Anna cook dinner. So a thing that happened in the last episode was Anna approached Wes, who was watching his own music videos and uh, basically <laughs> expressed. Do. Yeah, I just got to got to note that mm-hmm. um, and expressed interest in going out with Wes sometime. And they kind of had like a noncommittal, but still like we can go um, out just you. And yeah, me still still everyone. positive And yes, reaction to this. So they're yeah. probably going to go out at some point. Yeah, and he yes and that. Yeah, he did. He yes-anded it. They landed on cooking dinner together, so they they do that, and it's kind of cute, actually. It's really um, cute. It's actually I was, really cute. I, I was watching this and thinking that that would be a relationship that I could see forming, or at least like some fun gate for some fun dates. Yeah, at least some fun dates. It's weird because this happened last episode with Taishi, where like he and Sherry were going out, and I was like, actually, this is really cool, and I can yeah. see this. And like, even though I don't like Taishi at all, I still want this to work out. And that's exactly how I felt with Wes and Anna, where it was like, I am not a huge fan of Anna, but this seems like a normal kind of yeah, down to earth but- relationship that she could have, and just not fuck it up. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like I just don't want her. I just don't want Wes to get hurt. That's true. That's a good point. So, guy comes home. And uh, the three of them eat together, but Guy won't eat until Wes starts eating. <laughs> what the fuck? Specifically. Uh, he is like, it's your favorite food. I gotta see how you eat it, specifically. What the and, fuck uh, is wrong with him? Sits there and, and watches Wes eat it. Um, and to me, this all played as like, 
just like a goofy thing but in the panel they kind of like go into it a little bit deeper later where they're like he just wants to see like how a rapper does everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is all right dude yeah it's it's just a weird moment gotta note it um yep. so guy goes to pick up his first thing of beef uh so he can start eating it and uh notes that the beef is big and uh also notes that the meat is big and then they all laugh about the dick joke together good and uh i don't know how many dick jokes there have been on terrace house but here is one of them i'm not sure either i I remember one was there a banana one there was the banana one yeah there we go no no not a banana one but there was a banana one i assume there was probably a banana one that got cut out at some point because yeah that's a lot of bananas. It is a lot of bananas. Anyway, Guy asks a question that comes seemingly out of nowhere. Don't know how this happened, but he asks Anna what kind of earring she's wearing, which is a nice question to ask. Mm-hmm. Cute. It's interesting. And yeah. uh, she says that she's wearing seashell earrings, and Guy shows off all of the shells that he has collected, uh, specifically noting that North Shore has better shells than the shitty-ass beach he took Nikki to. <laughs> now um, he knows. Now he knows. And uh, Wes, while looking through the shells, has this moment, uh, which I, I really appreciate, where he just, like, he's holding one of the shells in his hand, he's looking directly at it, and he just says, Hawaii is so great. Which, awesome. I, I love... So cute. I, lo- I like when people appreciate the, uh, the opportunities they're given. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoy seeing that. Yeah, that was a really nice little moment. I was like, oh, man, that's right. You just got here. Aww. You just got here. It's your first time here. So he says, I want you to show me where the locals go. I want I want you guys to take me out and like show me around Hawaii, which is cool. In the next scene, it's very short, uh, but we see Wes exploring Hawaii. He goes to a store called Fitted. He was told to meet up with a person named JJ, and uh, he and JJ have a very awkward conversation. Yeah, it was weird. Where JJ asks him if he knows anyone in the music industry. Wes says he has no friends uh, and that he doesn't <laughs> know anyone in Hawaii. Not true, but sure. Yeah. And uh, it ends with JJ giving Wes a business card that apparently has the name of multiple people in the music industry on it and also promises to get him shows in Hawaii. Whatever. Sure. Not gonna, I'm not going to read into this scene There much might have more. been a really shitty script on that scene, but... Yeah, no it reminded me a lot of uh, when Sherry... Yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah, she was when talking Sherry to the real estate person. The, yeah. Her boss. She was yeah. like, you don't have a boyfriend, right? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it felt a lot like that. Yeah. So, the next scene is the first moment where I had to back out of the Netflix app while I was on oh, the train. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Fucking nightmare. Oh. Uh, so, we're in the kitchen. Everyone's there except Wes, who I guess is out still trying to make some kind of music connections. <laughs> or uh, friends. Or friends. Hey, maybe he's trying to meet someone. <laughs> so they're all sitting there at the at the dining room table. And uh, Sherry says that she wants to talk to Taishi. Taishi not understanding the storm that's a brewing and is trying to be cocky about it, I think. Yeah, he he at first says like oh do you want to like go outside and talk about it and sherry's like well we can talk about it here if you want and then i think taishi because he thinks that this conversation is going to go towards like hi do you want to go out again sometime is like no let's just do it here because he wants everyone in the house to see that this girl likes him granted i also thought it was going that way i think everyone did yeah i also thought it was going that way the the motives of him deciding to have the conversation at the table <laughs> come from him thinking that that's what was going to happen. Oh, God. And uh, it starts with Sherry saying, 
are you really here to find love? And he says, I am. And she goes, okay, so what did you think of our date then? And uh, Taishi, again, cocky motherfucker, uh, trying to downplay the fact that he and Sherry had a really nice time, says he doesn't know if he's romantically interested yet after the one date that they went on. Uh, and she's like, oh, so you're not interested in me. And then Taishi's like, no, 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 no. Because he realizes that the, yeah. that the rope is... He's losing his grip on the rope. Uh, is like that. No, no, no. I just mean that I haven't instantly fallen in love with you. I am definitely interested in you. Yeah. Which he says in English, which is really funny. He says, like, I haven't, like, fallen in love with you. Yeah, which is great. Sherry says, and while she's saying this, it, they cut to Taishi, and you can tell that Taishi realizes the situation that he's put himself oh, in. Oh, God. But she basically says, the reason I'm asking is because you have gone out with every single person in this house at some point or another, and you have not followed up with them. It doesn't seem like you care about their feelings at all. So they have no idea what you're thinking, and that's a shitty thing to do. Um, yes. Pop off. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great moment. And Taishi, realizing that he's being called out, he, you can see he buries his face in his hands, just like has this moment where he tries to apologize, which like doesn't go super great. He's like... No, yeah. He tries his best to apologize. He does this thing. He says this twice and like both times it's equally hilarious because he just like digs his own hole. But he's like, I just realized very recently how I felt about you two. Uh, but it's also not because Sherry showed up, but also it happened very recently as in the past two weeks. But it's definitely not because of the only thing that changed in the house in the past uh, two weeks, which is Sherry showing up. And uh, then a fucking Taishi. Taishi has like a Taishi shaped hole being imprinted into the seat as he's getting closer and closer <laughs> to, the, to the ground. To the center of the earth. Oh my god. Nikki says, hey, after our date, I didn't really know how you felt. You were super distressed and you were agonizing over something and we had no fucking clue why. <laughs> that's just uh, a normal state. Though. Yeah, which I love. And she was like, and that's the last we ever heard of it. And I was confused and Anna was confused. This is an important note to make because no one brings it. They don't bring this up in the panel. No one really brings this up. But it's important to note that this context, I think I brought it up in the past two episodes because I think it's an important thing to continue bringing up. So they cut to Anna after Nikki says Anna was confused. Anna just makes a face like just a face. I don't remember what the face yeah. is, but she makes a face. It's worth remembering she and Taishi have had a separate conversation where she specifically asked him how he felt about her, and they kind of ended it amicably, where he said, I'm not into you, I am going after Nikki, at that point. Or at least they were supposed to end it amicably. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? So she's choosing not to speak up about the fact that she that she had closure, right? Yeah. And, and has chosen to not speak up about that on multiple occasions over time. You brought up in the last episode that it is possible that her feelings on the matter changed, but she also did not bring that up, which would have yeah. been important as well. She's just like playing, trying to, I guess she, playing the victim sounds like a mean and I don't want to attack her, but she's also just like not speaking what's the, what she wants to say clearly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she in not saying if she is into him at this point is playing the same game that he's playing oh, in, a, in a different yeah. way. You know, yeah, it's a really good point. So that that that's that's like a weird thing. Uh, Nikki, uh, sorry, Sherry says, you know, Nikki is leaving soon and a new girl is going to come in. And when that person comes in, you're probably going to ask her out. <laughs> I lost my shit at this yeah. point. <laughs> and she's like, that's fine. But you got to tell me beforehand. Like, if you're not interested, don't ask me out again. At this point, guy cuts in. I, I think this is important. 
and they talk we'll talk about this after this whole scene i just kind of like want to rush through it and then yeah, yeah, yeah. reflect but like guy tries to explain that like hey taichi is seriously looking for a partner and going on dates with everyone who's in the house like is kind of part of that he even went out for a date with wes he went on a date with wes uh yeah. i don't know if he's gone on a date with guy yet but who knows I'm um sure. anyway so he brings that up that's kind of how it ends it kind of ends with like guy trying to back them up and like you know it, it just ends with i don't know tension just tension everywhere i think an important place to start with this entire recap of, of what happened here is a thing that you and i talked about when mm-hmm. sherry showed up and specifically in the last episode when they went out is that i still think and i think now more than ever sherry is perfect for taishi i think so too because I think I think you brought up this idea that like Taishi needs someone to call him out on his bullshit, and this is the first time that anyone has ever done it. This ever. is it. This is it. This is someone calling Taishi out like explicitly and in front of everyone. Like, yeah. hi, you're being a shitlord, and you got to reel it in a little bit. It's a really good moment, and it's like exactly I think what he needs. Uh, the question is, is he going to realize it or yeah. not? Yeah, I was going to say this probably is going to make it so he's not interested in Sherry anymore because he's going to feel like. Right. I don't think threatens the right word, but he's going to feel like embarrassed at least. Yeah. Instead of realizing like this person is trying to make me a better person. Yeah. By telling me when I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. I, I, I feel very strongly that if he walks away from this experience with the right mentality, he will find the thing that he's looking for. But I don't know. And there's also there's a conversation later where Wes brings it up and like talks about how he heard about this conversation. Yeah. After the fact. <laughs> Just fucking buck wild. And what I find really interesting about that recap of it is that Wes and Guy are like, that was fucking crazy, huh? And Taishi still seems like bugged out by it. He yeah, still seems no, like he's still super freaked. Like like shaken. He doesn't it seems like he doesn't even know how to talk about the experience. Um and mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping fucking hand to God that like it's it's because he is thinking about it a lot in the context of what you and I are talking about, like yeah. that I was actually doing something wrong and Sherry was calling me out for it. Um, I hope so. I really do. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want to dislike Taishi as a person because me everyone. Either. Yeah, everyone makes mistakes and stuff. But like when one of the things that like will keep you from actually becoming a better person is if someone actually calls you out on it mm-hmm. and you put the blame on someone else. Or you right. don't understand, but it's like, yeah, I did some shitty stuff. Maybe not all of it, but like I did some of it that was shitty. Yeah. Instead of like trying to apologize on the spot. He does apologize. I have no idea if it's, you know, if it sounded genuine or not, because I was just reading subtitles. But like, I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, it. he was he was he was very um, nervous. <laughs> yeah. As as you would be as, in that situation. As anyone would be, really. Yeah. But yeah, that that. That is a great point that Sherry makes. Like, there's another girl that's going to come in. You have the same pattern. You repeat it over and over again. You know, the, the next thing that happens after this is the panel. And, like, right when it happens, um, <laughs> Trindle and you are just, like, fucking done with this guy. Like, there's just nothing. There's just, like, nothing to like about this guy. Like, that. There's there, we don't hate him anymore. Uh, we don't love him like we did in the beginning. Uh, Yama is like, there's literally nothing worse than when a group of people feel nothing for you at all. Like, just straight up apathy is like the worst thing that can happen oh. to a person. And like, that's how the panel feels about Taishi. So like, this could be the beginning of a turnaround for him, I think. I hope so. I really do. That was also like one of the most savage things. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love I love it like this whole thing happens and then it immediately cuts to the panel with Yama ripping the earbud out of his <laughs> yeah. ear and he goes that was horrifying. <laughs> Which is exactly how I felt when I was on the train and I was like looking around at all the people who were sitting around me, like trying to see if anyone else saw what I saw. Like, you were just looking at them like, do you yeah. fucking see this shit? Like all sweaty. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. The way the panel reacts to that scene is fucking incredible. So good. I felt I was I felt like I was getting I feel like I was on the spot. I felt like like Sherry was like shaming me. Yeah, it, it on one hand, it felt like that. And on the other hand, like I was just in such stunned disbelief because I couldn't believe that anyone was saying the things that you and I have been saying on this podcast for like six weeks now. Those moments are absolutely the best when like everything just kind of bubbles over into like the one confrontation to end all confrontations. It's good. And this was a very good second favorite thing that happened this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the second best thing that happened in this episode. So I don't know. Do we, do we talk about the Tokui thing now with him and the whole marriage thing? And yeah, let's wrap talk it about together? that. Yeah. So, so toward, towards the end of the episode, right right before the final scene, Tokui starts to like try and relate to uh, to Taishi. Taishi. He, he has yeah. this moment of clarity where he realizes, um, and I, I think this is fascinating personally. He kind of realizes that what Taishi is going through is kind of similar to what he's going through because he's a guy in his forties who is not married and is not in a relationship. And he is in this situation where every single person that he tries to date, he gets in his own head because he's like, I'm 40. Every person that I have to date is a, is a potential person that I'm going to marry and spend the rest of my life with. And like that adds a whole layer of pressure on top of every date that I go on now. Like that, that's just how my life is from this point on. And he's like, I can understand where Taishi's coming from if Taishi is thinking about any relationship that he would be getting into now in the same realm that I am uh, with my dating experience, which is kind of what Guy is trying to explain when he cuts in and like tries to defend Taishi a little bit when mm-hmm. he's saying like Taishi's seriously looking for a partner going on dates with everyone is, is part of that experience. Um, that is what Guy is trying to talk about. Tokui kind of lands on, I think, our side of this where he's like, you're just going about it the wrong way. Like, not communicating with any of these people makes it seem like you're dating all three of them simultaneously. Not yeah. that, like, not not that you are actively trying to find someone that you like more than the others, or, like, you're not, you're not, I don't know, there, there's a right way to do this. I think we saw it kind of with Uchi Week in a weird way, even though he was, like, inexperienced and shitty. Yeah. He still at least was clear with everyone yeah, about like he, his he, intentions. Yeah, he wasn't trying to, like, it wasn't, Uchi was shitty, but it wasn't manipulative. Mm-hmm. Which I think Taishi has kind of, that, like, manipulation, like, undertone through everything. Yeah. It, it It's interesting, too. I'm not sure, I, I don't have the experience of being a 40-year-old Japanese man, but I, I studied in Japan for a year, um, and I'm 24 years old, and my friends in Japan right now are, like, 23, 24, mm-hmm. and about half of my class is already married with kids. Whoa. So there's, like, a lot, at least in, like, rural Japan, where, like, I, I studied in Nobeoka, it's a really tiny city in Kyushu, which is a southern island, and it was a really small town, and, like, I'm going to Japan now in December because my host sister, who's only, like, a few months older than me, is getting married. She's not pregnant or anything, but she's getting married to, like, yeah. her boyfriend of a few years. So there's mm-hmm. a really big pressure to get married in Japan, especially now. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Which is probably something that we don't really see in the States. I don't know where where the perspective Taishi is coming from, from a Japanese perspective or like from a he's been living in Los Angeles for so long that he's kind of adapted this way of life perspective. Right. But in that in that sense, I kind of do see him wanting to find something stable in his life. 
Yeah. I think that might be a nice way to put it. Yeah. I think this is uh, one of those moments where I have to reflect on the things that I have said on this podcast and feel bad about <laughs> and and just acknowledge the fact that that is probably what's going on in this dude's head, you know, where yeah. he's he, he's feeling so much pressure about this thing um, and, and he is trying to accomplish a goal for probably the first time in his life and it's eating him alive uh, in like every sense of the word uh, mm-hmm. and it's like destroying his decision making process. Does that excuse the bad parts of it? No, no but no. it does explain them. Yeah, and, it and does I, explain. I think that's kind of where I land on it. Yeah, no, I think I think I'm there with you too. It does explain where he's coming from a bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it kind of explains the reason why he's crying all the time. I feel like that's another box of monkeys that he has to like deal with. But mm-hmm. is that an expression? I don't even know. It is now. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't see it in that way until Tokui talked about it. Yeah. Cuz he is the oldest person in the house. Right. Maybe that's that's probably what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, I especially mean, if you're talking about the people in your class who are what, 24 and 25? 23, 24, yeah. 23 and 24. I was, was kind of the old, Yeah, I I skipped a grade, so I was like, wait, no. I I was pulled back a grade because mm-hmm. my birthday's in December because it's it's determined by birthday. So I was one of the oldest ones in the class. Right. Okay. So if all of those people are getting married and there's this social pressure to get mm-hmm. married at that age and Taishi is 29 right now. Mhm. I mean, he's probably looking at it through the same lens that Tokui is, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, not to say that there's not really a big stigma against people who aren't married. Yeah. It's not it's not as bad as other East Asian countries or any other country really. Right. But- and it's not as bad as in my apartment where I am constantly judging everyone who's not married. I hate everyone who's not married. <laughs> oh no, Brendan, you're not married. I hate myself. Oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> Brendan, we should start another podcast. It's okay. Math Blaster. Math Blaster. Uh, um, math Blaster is my wife now. I guess I have to put the Math Blaster cold open in now. I, I mean, do you? It could be. Or do I just constantly secret. reference Math Blaster in this episode with no fucking context at all? That's fine. It can be whatever. No context at all. Yeah. Should we move <laughs> on? We should move on. Let's move on. So uh, we jump to the panel already talked about some of it uh the other half of the panel is a conversation about uh guy and nikki in uh in the beginning of this episode yama yama it's i love this because he's like hi i'm not experienced at all but i have to ask you guys it really seems like guy and nikki have like a vibe going on and everyone else on the panel is like you're just seeing things these two do not have a thing they're just friends uh, and it's not it's not like a love connection or anything. They're just two people who are friends. They both mutually understand that the date did not work out. And that's about it. OK. All right. Sure. So which is, I love th- <laughs> I love this situation. I wish I wish that um, we could see how Yama reacted after. The end <laughs> I'm sure of this we're episode. going to. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to September 28th. <laughs> Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. So just like a weird thing that happens in the panel. So Tokui mentions like building the tent is a very guy thing to do, um, which is fine because that's going to work on some people. And you mentions to Yama, (laughs) if you want to send a woman a picture of a rainbow, you can do that. It's a very Yama thing to do. I think everyone else on the panel just assumes that that's like a strange out of nowhere example that she comes up with. But Yama responds with, like, that's too real and, like, gets very, (laughs) very embarrassed. Um, 
and then confirms that that's an actual thing that he did. Oh, bless him. And I really, really, really enjoyed watching this episode a second time so I could go back and watch the panel as they all realize that the thing that she just <laughs> said is a thing that he actually did. Uh, it's really good. And Toku is yeah. like, uh, she finally has something on, new- on you now. And uh, <laughs> she responds by saying that I'm... Con- like I'm in the process of finding all of your weaknesses so I could exploit them, which is great. So good. Um, ah, you use the best. Yeah, she is great. So we get back to the show. We find out that Guy is going to Bali for surfing, uh, for a, a Japanese like, or I think some kind of like worldwide surfing competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be on April fourth. Uh, we also find out that he just decided to not go to Olympic training, which happened either a week or two weeks ago, and he doesn't I mean... even know because he's so. Lucy Goosey about it. I mean, granted, his answer is I have four years. Yeah, he's like, so. yeah, he's like, I have a couple of years to fucking worry about it. Um, I understand, you know. Yeah, it's understandable. Uh, so they ask him, you know, hey, you were fifteenth. You're in fifteenth place last time you were in this competition. What do you, how how are you planning on doing this year? Which is a weird question to ask. But he's like, oh, I, I want to be champion this year. I want to be number one. And they're all like, wow, you're gonna go for champion. It's like. Well, I mean, everyone who enters a competition wants to come in first, right? Yeah, like, what are you supposed to say? Like, I want to get fourteenth. No, like, yeah, I want to get fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bare minimum, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So We're he says weird. he wants to be champion. I, even though I'm shitting on it now, at the time I was like, hell yeah, you go, guy. I was excited yeah. about it. But like in retrospect, it's like, of course you would say that you want to come in first in the competition you entered weird Um, i just i just want him to do good i want him to do good uh so nikki says that she's leaving before guy goes to bali so she's she's leaving before april 4th and she wants to have dinner with everyone one last time either on the third or before then while she is explaining this whole thing we see guy who just looks so fucking sad um just like really upset about this and uh all the girls then go downstairs for movie night uh apparently which is a thing that happens and we just is learned it, about it now i just where the fuck has movie night been this all this fucking time we're like 27 episodes in yeah more than that so they go to movie night which leaves all the dudes sitting there uh and wes is like hi uh heard about the conversation you guys had <laughs> you, you know, good the sherry and taishi thing yeah. and um this is important because they, they mentioned this in the panel but to wes and guy Taishi has gone on three dates. He's gone on a date with every person in the house, and that's as much as they know. They don't know anything else. They don't they don't know any of the extra context. They don't know how much Taishi came on to these people on the dates. Uh they don't know about their interactions after the fact. They mm-hmm. don't know, for example, about like him going out on a date with Anna and then buying her the apron and then like cooking more food with her and like all this extra stuff that keeps happening. Yeah, actually going into it. Yeah. Like they don't they don't know any of this. They just know a surface level like Taishi went on dates with three people, which is a normal thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. So this conversation basically just kind of revolves around them being like, that's crazy that she came after you about this without really knowing any of the extra context. They kind of ignore the whole idea that like there's this communication that should have happened uh and that Tara's house just in in the way that the show exists and the way that the the location exists like it amplifies not communicating as weirdly yeah. as weird as that sounds like not communicating gets worse because you live in such a close proximity to these people yeah no it totally does i don't know it, it's it's an interesting moment but it then wraps around where guy is like oh hey by the way taishi i totally understand your whole shit now because i feel 
a whole kind of way about Nikki. He basically says like, if Nikki, uh, sorry, if, if I wasn't going to be traveling around the world surfing, I would be dating Nikki right now. I think he kind of implies that he would move back to Japan. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's kind of what this is about. Like he would move back to Japan and he would be with Nikki if that was possible. Um, but he thinks that he can't do that because he's going to be around the world surfing and he doesn't think that she's going to be supportive of his surfing. So he's hesitant about entering a relation, like a long distance relationship um, in that sense, even though he would be back and forth between Japan constantly, um, there would be enough time away where he could see her not being super into him being gone all the time could be a problem. Yeah. Which is like a surprisingly super like, in that things to think about like yeah i do wonder where that idea that she's not she wouldn't be supportive comes from maybe maybe there were other conversations like during that date where like she yeah. maybe didn't didn't show as much like interest in his surfing right or maybe she just didn't understand the lifestyle that came with it maybe she doesn't want to build tents like i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe it's the tent thing yeah Maybe the tent thing was a test. Like, if she builds a tent, then that also means that she would be supportive of me leaving to go surf. Which is a little book wild, but sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. little out there, but guys a little out there, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so th- that's that's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting thing. I mean, it's nice to know that Guy is still very into Nikki, because it, I, I think it's important to note at the end of the last episode, when he was talking about the date, he was like, I wish that she was more outdoorsy. And, which could have been interpreted as I'm not really that into her anymore. I thought she was a different kind of person than she ultimately ended up being. So it's nice to know that he still feels that strongly about her. But again, we saw that at the beginning of this episode. Next scene uh, is really interesting because there was kind of no lead up to it at all. It just like suddenly happens. But Wes and Anna go out to dinner together. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, it's it's not a date that gets announced in any way, shape or form. But there they are. Um, well, that's that's kind of how Wes is, you know? Yeah, he yeah it's he like takes the he the takes flow, guy's man. idea of going with the flow to a whole new fucking stratosphere. Yes, because uh, he's a rapper, man. You know, it's, it's because he's a rapper. Then that's why guy likes him so much because he can see his aura. He can see his going with the flow. Yeah, energy. man. Um, this is how this is how I eat you, Don, dude. This is a a, a character that you are doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like um, guy's image of Wes. Yeah, that actually that's a pretty good explanation for the thing mm-hmm. that you're doing. So. Anna mentions when they go into the restaurant that she has never been to the restaurant before because she lives in Hawaii. So it's possible she may have been to the restaurant before uh, she's never been there. Wes also says that he's never been to the restaurant before, (laughs) which is a joke. It's a really funny joke that Anna doesn't notice. Uh, Wes has never been to Hawaii before. Of course, he's never been to that restaurant. I just wanted to make that note because I noticed the joke, Wes. I thought that joke was fucking hilarious. It was really good. I laughed super hard. Uh, no, I, I, I saw it, too. It was, it was yeah. pretty good. It's a nice goof. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we learn, you know, just through the course of this dinner that Wes uh, lived in California between when he was 15 and 20. He worked on music while he was at school uh, on the side, which is, you know, how he started getting into uh, the music industry and all that kind of stuff and started uh, crafting and creating what ended up being his dream. And he's like, hey, Anna, do you have any kind of goal that you're trying to achieve? Uh, and she says that she wants to open a restaurant in Japan. Um, she enjoys traveling around the world and wants to build the kind of place in Japan where people who are traveling can meet up and like, I don't know, form bonds and friendships and stuff like that. 
which is nice. I do have to pause here, though, and mention that in the background of the scene, there's a man who has a flip phone uh, who is on the phone, on his flip phone, which I thought was weird on first glance. I wanted to uh, just like go into a Brendan's conspiracy corner uh, situation and just say, like, maybe this whole show takes place in the year 2005. Yo, we didn't know no it. Fucking way. But what kind of flip phone was it? I have no idea. I have no idea. But the more important thing that I noticed on rewatching is that the same man appears earlier in the scene with a smartphone. This man's a drug dealer. This guy's a drug dealer. He's, he's yeah. He has not only a smartphone. It is it is a white phone. You can go and watch the scene yourself. You can see him. He's in the corner. It's a close up on Anna. <laughs> I fucking I I rewound this scene and watched it like eight times just so I could make sure I got this right. So it's a close up on Anna. She's talking in the background. This dude on his phone. It's a white. Uh, it's it's a white smartphone. Uh, and he's talking on the phone. He's outside of the booth. And then later, Anna's talking again about the restaurant. He is seen in the background sitting at the booth with a group of people checking his flip phone. Oh my god. He sells drugs, man. Yeah. So anyway, or he or he's a really bad Uber driver. I don't he's know. Really bad Uber you. driver. Uh, I like to think that he's Hawaiian Walter White. Um, <gasps> anyway, so Anna anyway. says that she didn't plan on being in Hawaii for that long. She ends this conversation by saying, "You know, I didn't plan on staying for this long. I've been here for three years. I've done everything I need to do in Hawaii. Uh, so I think I'm going to leave the same time Nikki leaves." And uh, Wes looks surprised because he is on what is now kind of a second date. Really, I mean, yeah. technically a first date. It's like maybe date 1.5, you could say. Uh, yeah, because the, the first date guy was there. Right, yeah. He's on date 1.5 with this girl that he's interested in that she initiated. She's the one who went and asked if you yeah. wanted to go out sometime. And now she's leaving. So that's, that's Anna, a bummer for Wes. Anna's so bad at dates. Yeah. I, Anna's really bad. This this was a moment where I felt really bad for Anna because every time someone leaves Tara's house, they're like, oh, I accomplished everything I needed to accomplish. And like she kind of goes through the motions of saying that, even though you can tell that like that is not what happened. No, she wanted to find love, a love to die for um, and did not. And it's it was kind of a sad moment. I yeah, I feel bad. There, there was that um, post in our Facebook group that was like, have we all been too hard on Anna? Like what? What bad shit has she actually done? I personally didn't agree with that uh, idea because yeah. she has done a lot of things that I, I think really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but in this moment, I mean, she is still a human being, and just because like she did some shitty stuff on this reality show, it still sucks that she had a bad time. Yeah. It. It. it like she. She just seemed a little defeated. Yeah. And she. She was just kind of like, I'm not. I don't. I don't feel comfortable like being put out here for like everyone to basically make fun of me a little bit. Yeah. If I stay here, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Which and I mean was pretty mature of her, but also it, it just sucks the whole way. Yeah. I, hope, I hope she gets better. I hope so too. I mean, we saw like in the past two episodes, we saw her one time, you know? Yeah. She showed yeah. up to ask Wes out and I was like, holy shit, Anna's here. And also she's like doing a cool thing. Um, but before that, we didn't see her at all. Like she just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, so in in the next the next thing that we see is the panel, uh, and they kind of like grill Anna for the same reason. Uh, Yama is like, well, she did everything she wanted to do in Hawaii. They just didn't show any of it on the show. And he looks directly into the camera with this big smile on his face, and he's like, did she build a school or something? <laughs> and we just like didn't know. Uh, and, uh, what a piece of shit. And the rest of the panel tells him to stop looking at the camera, which is fucking good. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't know. The the whole panel feels that way, and like you can tell, like Kentaro noted Anna dislike her. Uh, just has fucking nothing on his face this entire time because, like, I think he just is fu- so okay with her leaving that he doesn't even have yeah. any commentary to add at this point. Like, he's just done. Yeah, which I mean, I, I am too. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just want her to just get out of here and just stop doing bad things for herself, yeah. and hopefully, she walks out of here like with learning something. Yeah, I, I think my hope is, and this is weird because I saw this happen on RuPaul's Drag Race recently, but, like, I hope that she goes back and then watches this show and, like, kind of learns something about herself in the process, you know? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that if there's one thing that you get out of being on a reality TV show, it is this idea that you can see exactly who you are, and even if it's not exactly who you are, you can see a version of you that does exist in real life. Like say all of the shitty things that Taishi and Anna and like really just any shitty thing that anyone does on this show. Like say we're seeing that stuff that might not be a hundred percent representative of anyone, but it is like at least a percentage representative of someone like someone made the decision to do all of those things. And yeah, we are seeing those on the screen. And if there's enough of that, that the producers and the editors can go in and create a narrative around that percentage of you that exists, then that means that there's enough of it there to warrant a narrative out of. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. And as much as like, as much as like people like even even everyone says like this might there might be a script on this thing a little bit but at the end of the day like it's really scary like if i if i don't think i would go on a reality show even if it was terrace house really really yeah would you i would go on terrace house okay i think i would still be too much of a weenie to go just because i i don't want two bozos like you and me talking about every single bad decision that i make yeah I, that, on it's a epic television show about- all the time whenever i'm walking around new york i'm like someone from terrace house is going to come visit new york one day and <laughs> knowing my luck i'm going to run into them i'm going to be like oh my god hi my name is brendan i do a podcast about terrace house and then they're going to go and listen to him and be like wow that guy's a real asshole i know uh, it's i think about I, it I constantly really hope, well i really hope that doesn't actually happen but that's it's that's about as meta as i feel okay about getting me too today should we move on me too Let's let's move on because I'm I'm getting bummed. Sorry to see Anna leave. <laughs> on the plus side, like the next scene just will ah! lift us up into oblivion. So um, ah! so it's uh, Nikki and Guy. They're one piece in it, and uh, ah! they go to watch a movie. Guy goes to turn off the lamp that is next to them. He burns his hand because he goes and reaches for the Dumb. bulb instead of the, the little knob that you go to turn to turn lamps off. Don't know why. Burns his hand. Just had to note that. Maybe uh, he's just nervous. Maybe he's just nervous. That's a good thing. It yeah. could be the nerves. So they lie next to each other on this like Ottoman couch-esque thing. And uh, they're both sitting there. She has the laptop in her lap, of all places. And they're, they're lying next to each other. And then uh, she decides to move the laptop to her left. So she turns on her side. And uh, he also turns on his side. And what do you know? They're spooning. Spooning. She's little spoon. She's a little spoon. Uh, fuck the smooch squad. It's the spoon squad. They're uh, they've graduated to the spoon squad. So it's good. Good stuff. Uh, what I like about this is that there's a hard cut to the end of the movie that they're watching, and it just happens so abruptly where it's like they're yeah. watching the movie and then suddenly they're not anymore. And then she's like, "What do you think of the end of the movie?" It's like, "Oh shit, the whole movie happened." Um, 
so they edited that out uh mm. and uh so they were like that for like a second like a really long time yeah yeah um guy falls off the ottoman and uh tells nikki that she should move down because they both can't fit up onto that thing uh nikki does this really cute thing where she just like rolls on the floor she's like i'm coming down and then does like a roll <laughs> and then lands on the floor and uh the two of them lie next to each other and they put the blanket over each other and they're looking directly into each other's eyes and then they they start kissing they smooch and they they kiss for a really long time a lot of mouth sounds happening uh it's fucking great it's a good it's a good thing and then door closes and then the episode ends which is fucking bullshit mm-hmm. yeah and uh that's that's the end of part three that's how part three fucking ends yeah. i can't believe this it's beautiful it's so good it's a beautiful this, ending this fucking show is so good yeah i i love this show <laughs> so really me too i really like this show a lot what a way to end it, dude. Yeah, I, it, there's almost, like, no commentary to add. No. I, I just What's realized that? that we didn't say anything about this scene, but, like, there's no, really we nothing didn't. to say. No, because, for one, we we don't know what happens next. Mm-hmm. We don't know what this means. Yeah. We can speculate all we want, which you probably will before this episode ends, because you have to wait, like, what, uh, a month and a half until we figure out what the fuck happens. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just so nice. <laughs> it felt like it felt like really natural which is the same thing that we've been saying for the past like few weeks yeah i do think actually i, I think there is a thing that we could talk about i think that this is probably at least for my money the most intimate most realistic and kind of most creepy almost depiction of two people falling in love that i've ever seen in entertainment or like i know in tv or movies even other relationships that have formed on Terrace House, even other relationships that have formed in other reality shows that I've watched, even relationships that have formed in movies and TV that are scripted, that are narrative shows and dramas, nothing compares to Nikki and Guy in this scene. That scene to me was like, I felt for the first time while watching the show that I shouldn't have been in the room. Yeah, it felt a little uncomfortable for me to be there too. Like, I don't get me wrong, way. I loved, I loved every second of it. It was incredible. Yeah. It was the culmination of like six episodes, or I guess actually eight episodes of of buildup. Um, but at the same time, it was like, holy shit! I literally am a fly on the wall of this like yeah. very touching moment between two people that like I almost feel bad for having ruined by allowing cameras to be in there. At the same time, I don't know, if they end up getting married and they're together forever, like, it's really great that they have this on film, I guess. Yeah, also. I mean, it's, if anything, even if they don't, like, it's really nice that they have this, like, Memento, this really, yeah. yeah, this really raw version of, like, them just digging on themselves, mm-hmm. you uh, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, it's good, it's good. I I don't even know what to say about part four, but there's so much shit that's gonna happen. <sighs> Yeah, Nikki's going to leave next week. Nikki's going to leave. Anna's going to leave. We're going to get two new girls. Uh, I guess the big question is, does Taishi go for the new girls or does he lock into Sherry? Uh, You know, does he learn his lesson or not? No. Uh, Yeah, probably not. Uh, I don't think so. Also, does Guy go with Nikki? Oh, shit, dude. Or does he here? I could see this. I could see actually this. I I feel this in my gut now. Nikki leaves. We have one week of an episode with Guy 
where he tries to just like exist in Tara's house without Nikki. And then at the end of the week is like, this sucks now. And then decides to leave so he can go be with Nikki. And then we get a nice scene of the two of them in Japan. I think, man, I would love that. That would be so great. I think the only reason why I don't see that happening is maybe Nikki and guy just not really vibing over his work over his like surfing. If he actually, if what he says actually does mean. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels it feels to me a lot like the whole Yuya and Avion thing Mm -hmm. where Yuya was very hesitant about jumping into the long distance relationship because he just like kind of assumed that everything could go wrong without really giving it a try first. And then once he accepted the fact that like it would be worth it to give it a shot is kind of when everything turned around for the two of them. I could see the same thing happening with Guy, where he's like, I'm getting too in my head about this whole situation. Like, of course, I mean, she likes me. She's into me. Of course, she would be okay with me being one of the best surfers in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. I I I think, you know, you have to assume enough about the other person to know that they know what they're getting into, you know? Yeah. And I hope I really do hope that happens because I really I really like them and I really liked how natural this was. Yeah. But maybe even even like. Maybe guy stays for a little bit and he like does a bunch of um, surfing stuff in Hawaii. And then like a few months down the line, once Aloha State's over, they get together. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Maybe this just isn't the right time for both of them. Yeah. I don't know. That was just really, it was a really good way to end the season. It was a good way to end the season. Also, also kind of, kind of out of nowhere, but yeah i loved it it was good i loved it, was it good too. as hell hey should we wrap up just let's wrap up because we've been talking about math blasters for like an hour and a half yeah wow wow it's been a long time <laughs> holy shit yeah <laughs> um so okay a couple things to note before we even get into everything else next week was we okay i should mention we officially came up with a plan uh oh yeah we, now have we just plan. came up with this plan we, yeah we've been skirting around the idea of a plan uh there is now an official plan and here it is Next week, we're going to do a mid-season break episode. We've done one of these before between parts one and two, I believe. I um, think so. And we then- need to find someone. We need to find someone doing karaoke because that was the opening <laughs> yeah. for the mid-season break was Eric singing yeah. some crazy uh, it was fucking Maroon 5. song. It was Maroon 5. It was Maroon 5. We have to find someone else playing karaoke. I did just find an Instagram video of uh, Tap, Hansan, and Hayato tap dancing. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. Good stuff. <laughs> We could do that. Anyway, so we're going to do a mid-season break episode. It'll be pretty loosey-goosey, uh, pretty freeform. That's kind of what we did last time, probably yeah. talking loosely about everything that happened in, I guess, parts two and three, because we didn't have a mid-season break episode between parts two and three. Um, yeah. So just like kind of talking loosely about that kind of stuff and also like dumb shit like Math Blaster. So that's going to happen. And then the week after that, because Aloha State doesn't come back for a long time, as far as we know we decided that we're going to start talking officially about boys and girls in the city, um, Mm -hmm. which uh, is an exciting thing. A lot of people have been asking us about that for a long time. People tweeted us about it all the time. People mention it in the iTunes reviews, which is a great, funny thing that people do is when they like feature requests in the itunes reviews good stuff um and And i'm so i'm so excited to talk about boys and girls in the city yeah me too because i i haven't seen it since uh what was it winter of last year yeah me neither i binge watched the whole thing in like two weeks 
And I haven't actually watched it. I actually started watching it summer last year. So oh wow, so like this time last year, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to go back and watch it because I only remember like little bits and pieces of it. But anyway, that said, we're gonna start doing that. Uh, an important thing to note about that show specifically is that it's not gonna be in the same RSS feed that you are listening to this in right now. To listen to the Boys and Girls in the City episodes you're gonna have to go and subscribe to a sec uh, separate podcast um mm-hmm. so this one uh actually you may or may not have noticed uh has as of today uh when we're recording this august 2nd has been renamed no script at all a terrace house aloha state fan cast uh there will be a new one that is no script at all a terrace house boys and girls in the city fan cast and that will be new the cover art is green instead of blue you may have also noticed that the cover art for this podcast changed today um a lot of things are changing uh we're getting a spin-off baby we're getting a spin-off we're kind of getting a little bit more legit uh that's good i'm glad yeah which is interesting it's it's just like an interesting thing but all of that is really only happening because there are so many people who listen to the show and uh so many people who have been openly supportive and want to listen and say nice things about us constantly so the reason that all this is happening is because of you guys so thank you so much for listening thank you so much excited to start talking about boys and girls of city um and i assume when aloha state comes back we will have some kind of plan for what's going to go on with both podcasts Uh, maybe they'll run concurrently maybe they won't it depends on timing andrea and i are both Mm -hmm. very busy humans um but i like doing this show enough and i do so little on a daily basis that i can probably uh (laughs) figure out a way to do them both but we'll see and uh yeah so that is the plan mid-season break next episode after that check out the next uh check out the new show i will have links in i mean there's gonna be links everywhere it's gonna be on our facebook group it's gonna be on our twitter page um it's gonna be in the description of this episode that you're listening to right now i will update it when the rss feed is live i have submitted Mm -hmm. it or i haven't submitted it yet to itunes but when i do as soon as it's live i will post the links everywhere um, and in the mid-season break episode, I will also explicitly give you like a short bitly URL that you can go to so you can find it very easily. Yeah, Brendan's a good Brendan's a good social media boy. Whew, that's that good. You can breathe now. I can breathe now. Um, so yeah, it's coming. It's all it's all coming. It's all happening. Get excited. I guess that said, uh, the only thing left to say is, hey, uh, go listen to Knockoff. It's a it's the theme song for this podcast by Ryan Mitchell Gray. It's a good song. It's a really dope song. Yeah, it's good. And uh, my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on Twitter at Brendan Bigley. My name is Andrea Caprotti. You can find me on Twitter at Irie Smile. Aloha. Aloha. Math Blaster. Real, real.